2: Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's babes, Hoddle's heroes, even De Canio's dozens. We've had some iconic line-ups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNuggets share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? Thanks to book delivery, every drop off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. It's Swindon Town.
3: Hello, Ryan. Part-time Ryan. How are you? I'm not part-time. I'm just a, a full-time guy that's sometimes at weekends got a little bit of a life to live um when it's your birthday i don't think i don't think i think that's okay i think that's okay you know i was away i, I in reality i wish i hadn't gone away because i went to watch man united play out a 1-1 draw southampton
0: ryan next time a little bit of warning would be nice i am sorry um, i am sorry come on i got it's the first time i've had grief for not uh for not having a presser for the listening masses so that suggests you're doing a good job brian so well done um and it it prepares them well for april where they'll be about well i think you have about two weeks off because i'm away so <laughs> part-time do it on
3: my own i could just kind of do this double act where i like ask myself a question then give myself an answer and then just go back and forward. I will pay you to do that. Whoa. I will be
0: tremendously entertained um, from my holiday destination, listening to you talk can, to yourself. I can do accents and everything. I think I did that once in the early days of the pod. I think I did like a roundup episode because Ben couldn't do it and I needed something. So I think I just talked for about 15 <laughs> minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, good days, good days. Okay then, so we are back in the presser mode. We have no idea whether this game will go ahead. The uh, the weather on Friday is quite fraught due to uh, Storm Eunice, is that right? Um, and then we have but it's Cumbria, isn't it? So is it ever nice in Cumbria weather-wise? I feel like I've just insulted a whole county, but um, I think they've got snow or sleet and rain forecast for the weekend. So we'll see if this game uh, goes ahead. But there's still always plenty of stuff to talk about. And it's been a bit of an odd week, really. Mixed emotions in Mm. terms of Swindon Town, because not much has happened in terms of the football club. But... Swindon Town Football Club went viral worldwide this week due to a tweet that went out which was a letter from a 6-year-old called Joe who had attached 26P for Harry McCurdy um, stating that he would really love to go and see a game and you know that his mum couldn't afford it because of food and awful really um and I haven't really involved myself in in this um, in any way Um, because it's just an awful story really and I know a lot of people are questioning the legitimacy of the notes due to various reasons I don't really want to dwell on that Ryan because whatever happens thousands of pounds has been raised hopefully for local food banks charities if Joe and family don't emerge the worst case scenario is that this letter is legitimate and we have another reminder that the system is failing now this isn't a political podcast in any shape or form but when I when I see stuff like that I don't think "Oh, give the kid a ticket give the kid a a signed shirt I think to myself feed the bloody family for goodness sake it's just what
3: whichever way you look at it it's not a nice story is it it's one of those stories that kind of warms your heart for all the wrong reasons, doesn't it? Because it's it's kind of, you know, you, you see in the innocence of, a you know, like we said, say it's kind of, it is very genuine. If, if that is the case, then, you know, it's kind of the innocence of a child just wanting to watch his favourite football team and his favourite player play. Um, and he's kind of just, at the age of six and a half, you don't really have a concept of money, do you? And you just kind of want to want to contribute something towards your team, whether you can be there or not. And if it is true, it's tremendously sad because no child should, well, no one first of all should be in a position where they can't afford to eat. No, no child should definitely not be in that position. Um, So there's been a massive media campaign. Like I said, I think the positives take out of this, whether, you know, whether this is genuine letter, whether we find and whether we don't, you know, a lot of money would have been raised for some really important charities around Swindon and, and it's, it's it's probably blown up a lot more than I think anyone expected it to. You know, I was on a press conference this morning and Andrew um, Hawes put the question to Ben Garner about kind of an update on that. And he said that, you know, we've seen messages from Japan news outlets, America, and obviously the main media streams in in Britain as well. And it's really, really blown up. And of course, for the club, it's taken up so much of their time this week as well. But if, we, if we've not found him now, you'd have to think, is this, you know, is this going to to happen, or, or or at least at the very least, are we going to get some some money for some brilliant charities?
0: Yeah, and at, at the time of recording, neither Joe or family have been located. Um, that's right, isn't it?
3: Yes, that is true, correct. Yeah. Uh, update from Ben Garner this morning. He said that we haven't found him. That he's aware. Ben Garner isn't actually on social media, so he's probably not being caught up in it as much as everyone else is. But of course, he he said you know it's raised a lot of awareness about about food banks and the cause that i really think latches on to the back of what Marcus Rashford has been doing over the past 18 months as well you know kind of no child should go hungry and all the efforts there it kind of reinforces that message once again um he said football has always been a working class sport when he was growing up it was a luxury for Ben Garner and his friends to go to football but he said that it should be for everyone going to a game on a saturday or a tuesday night should be for everyone and and Swindon, he said, need to make sure that they don't price families out of a wonderful sport. Mm,
0: yeah, I mean, two two observations from that quote from Ben Garner was completely relate to football being a luxury. The only, I mean, I think in later years, I, I sort of bought the programmes uh, from games I went to as a child and they're all the kid-a-quid games. You know, I didn't, I didn't go much at all as a child. Um, and the second bit, football should be for everyone and we need to make sure we don't price families out of this wonderful sport I think his employers may need to take heed to that uh, next time the big hitters arrive at the county ground because he's absolutely right and that's what many of us were trying to say a couple of months ago but we'll leave it at that so we'll move on if that's okay to injuries because whilst you're away we had another injury
3: Ben Gladwin what, what's the state of play So we've got a bit of an update on a few injuries for you this morning. Ben Gladwin, it was hamstring damage that he's picked up from Saturday. He is now ruled out for this trip to Carlisle. They have an idea how long he'll be out for. Ben Garner didn't want to reveal how long he feels that is, but it's certainly going to be a few games. Um, Lots of kind of, of course, you know, the likes of scans and and treatment going on from their sports physio team there, but they're, they're hoping to get him back quickly. So you'd imagine possibly... Missed the rest of the games through February. Might be back at the start of March, is my understanding. Jack Payne is ticking boxes daily. We've heard that he's been training haven't we for quite a while now, probably about two weeks. But he hasn't actually a full, completed a fully. I need to start again. But he hasn't actually completed a full training session yet. Um, he is getting there, but I think Swindon are very reluctant to put him into a full training session, give him a week of it, and then he's injured. And then you're in a situation of, right, we've now lost one of our key players for the rest of the season. Johnny Williams is okay. He's available tomorrow. Came back into training yesterday, completed a day's training then, and he'll be with the squad then. Dion Conroy, however, club captain, out for tomorrow. Should be back next week. His scans are all good. He had an injection. They just need time for that injection to work. Its magic.
0: Yeah, that's that's. Good. It's so weird to have a um a, an injury update and not include Baudry. It's uh how nice for him. <laughs> but um, Gladwin's injury is a bit of a worry. I know they've 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 said they don't know how many weeks, but usually when they're a bit vague, it means that it's it's it could be a biggie. Jack Payne. The good news is, according looking at Steve Hooper and. Jonah Isaacs' TikTok, he's at least kicking the ball well in a shower. So, you know, I don't know how, where that stands in the progress, but that he must be close.
3: <laughs> he must be. I, I think the idea from Garner and his staff is to put him into a full training session next week, see how he gets on in that. And if he gets through next week, then you will hopefully feature it a weekend. How, how confident are you that this game will go ahead, just as a side? I think a lot depends on what tomorrow is like. I, I You know, I think the team will get up there fine, of course. Red weather warning, risk, risk to danger of life, or whatever they call it nowadays. I can't, I can't remember. But should the club get up there, I think they'll be okay. It just depends on whether the worst of it's today or tomorrow. But I'm, I'm feeling quite confident it'll go on, and certainly some windy conditions at the very least. Next up, Garner was asked
0: about the midfield versus Carlisle, especially as we know that Johnny Williams is available. Um, it doesn't happen much for the presser, but a message here from a Connor Garrett. Uh, he says, "If they put Williams in over Agua, I'm marching on Carlisle." So, what was said?
3: <laughs> well, first of all, it's nice to have a message, isn't it? You know, it's. Uh, I feel like we're getting like fans now sending us stuff in. I know it's Connor, um, but even still, no, that that sounds bad. Then I've not seen. I know it's Connor. You know, Connor's great. I just know it's Connor sending it in. Um, what What was said here about is you know Ricky Agua, of course, when he came on the other day, he really impacted the game, didn't he? And he. He's kind of a player that Swindon fans, I think, have recognised that he's gone out on loan to Chippenham. He's he's impressed on that loan move and now he's back. And Really, Swindon fans are thinking, okay, can can you be some type of impact player for us? Against Carlisle, Ben Garner feels that Ricky played really well. Um, Against Scunthorpe the other day, he's really grown into his game this season with that loan at Chippenham, like we mentioned. But players were brought in to get opportunities. and As always, when when there's an injury or suspension, players will get their chance and, That makes you think that possibly he's going to look to play Williams and then bring Ricky Aguilar on. Sorry, Connor. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll soon
0: find out. It must be hard prepping for a game when there's a red warning, storm, Mm -hmm. a brewing. So how, Ghana was
3: asked about this. How has Swindon been planning for this game? It's not been impacting Swindon too much, to be honest. They planned ahead. Of course, nowadays, you know, you can find out your weather warning a good like week in advance, can't you? So it wasn't kind of a, a shock to the system at all. They've had three really good training days over the past week, um, and then today is about fine-tuning things. They're doing a lot more indoor work today, so lots of uh, kind of video work. They've also kind of got an indoor space where they can practice set pieces, so they're going to be doing a little bit of that, and then looking to head up to Carlisle as well, so it's not really impacted Twindon too much. Probably been indoors a little bit more, for example, today than what they'd like. But by all accounts, they're ready to go and raring to go.
0: Yeah, well, another person who had a, a great game against Gunthorpe was the man of the match, as far as we were concerned, Ellis Andelo. His flexibility was discussed. What was that?
3: Well, his flexibility was discussed. And of course, it's been a to- hot topic since... Ellis Ayandolo really stepped foot through the door at Swindon Town as what position he would play. It was such upon about that pass for Harry McCurdy kind of sent him through on goal and what a pass it was. Ben kind of said that it's a pass that, you know, any player in any division would be proud of. But he said on Ellis in particular, the key thing is that he's been able to stay fit. It's really important that we have the flexibility in the squad with the likes of uh, Ellis and also Rob Hunt as well, who can play in a number of different positions. And he just feels that Ayandolo is... Really maturing as a football player this season, and that's all down to him being able to stay fit and and I think we're seeing the best of him, aren't we this season without doubt? Oh, it's his best season um
0: by a country mile in terms of appearances. I mean, this weekend, if the game happens and if he plays, it's his 100th league game. So good luck and congratulations if that happens. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely his standout season, a long time coming. He always showed the potential when when he was just kicking on, he would get injured. So um, fingers crossed that doesn't, happen at any point this season. Let's talk about Carlisle United, because they're having an absolute stinker of a season. But of course they beat us at the county ground earlier this year. Their manager that day, Chris Beach, was dismissed um, on October 10th. And Keith Millen arrived later that year. Keith Millen is a former teammate of their sporting director, David Holdsworth, from their Watford days, but Talking to a Carlisle fan, they suggest that, that that was just a coincidence. They hadn't talked since then. But it's not improved, uh, But a good start to the year. They find themselves very, very close to the relegation zone, just two points ahead of Oldham, who are experiencing the Chesurrection. Their form has improved since John Sheridan arrived, as most of us kind of expected, I think. Let's start with the questions that was asked in the press. Uh, They were asked about Keith Millen, who
3: Ben Garner knows. Ben Garner does know, of course, Keith Millen. If you actually look at his managerial CVs, he's been in some really important positions there. He he managed Crystal Palace on a number of occasions as caretaker manager. First, when Ian Holloway uh, left, Uh, he was sacked in 2012. And then Keith Millen at the time was um, assistant manager, I believe. And then he took on the caretaker manager position after that. Uh, And then he he worked under the likes of Tony Pulis as well. And of course, then Neil Warnock was there. um, And he worked under Neil Warnock as assistant manager at Crystal Palace. So he's really kind of had a lot of managerial experience at some of the big clubs. But that is where Ben Garner, of course, knows. We know his ties with Palace as a club, uh, Garner's. And he said that I know him from my time there. He's a good coach. who's at a club uh, like Carlisle that are fighting for their lives. Possibly he feels him knowing kind of the inner workings of how Keith Millen likes to work and likes to play his style of football gives us, gives Swindon an advantage but he said that we can only work with the players we've got and and you can only play what's in front of you. The stats will be the stats, we can look into those but regardless of that it, you can't really look too much into whether you know a manager or not because they could play completely different to how you expect them to. So Carlisle have done quite a lot of squad alterations over
0: the new year before the window closed so leaving the club were a few players that you know played against us at the county grounds i think um, tristan abrahams left he scored one of the goals when they beat us he's gone out on loan to grimsby but coming in on loan ex-swindon youth player owen windsor we know all about him uh tyrese Omotoy. Former Swindon Loney is in two. And a former Richie Wellens target, Jamie Devitt, has returned to Carlisle from Barrow. Other people might have heard of Christian Dennis has joined from St. Mirren. He's played Swindon many, many times. Amongst others, they've lost that Clough. The forward, he went down to Australia to join Adelaide. um, And that is pretty much it. So they're having a lousy old time, Carlisle, aren't they? But... It's it's always, you know, I want this game to go ahead because I don't want it to be a night game. <laughs> because as if that makes much of a difference, I suppose it can do. They haven't won since January 8th and they've played a lot of football since then. It, it, these games can be
3: tough, can't they? Well, well, we'll hear my audio in a little bit from my questions to Ben Garner about mm. kind of playing these teams at the bottom of the division. But they are really tough, especially at this time of season, because it's just a crunch time, isn't it? a couple of wins here if you're a relegation team and and you can look to kind of distance yourself and find that little bit of safety and obviously a couple of losses in the other direction and and you're almost putting the final nails in the coffin of relegation. So for Carlisle, looking at the league table, they're only three points behind Colchester, down at the bottom of the table and Swindon are having to go down. They know what the type of football is going to be, don't they? They know it's not going to be pretty. At times, Swindon have perhaps probably... Struggled more against those types of teams than other teams that like to play football, but against against Carlisle they have to go down and get three points. And Ben Garner's reaction to the scuntle victory was that the mood has generally been pretty good, actually, despite not getting a win for a while. Uh, this is a new group who are forming relationships on and off a of pitch, but that victory said really was key because it's it's a good mood. The dressing room is really, really positive, and that's so important as we move towards the end of season and, and going to Carlisle. They're, they're they're targeting three points, and and why wouldn't you? We're eighteen points better off than Carlisle, and anything other than three points is is a disappointment.
0: Yeah, he was he was talking about momentum, wasn't he? Or, or d- denying teams yeah.
3: momentum. What was meant by that? I think what he very much meant by that was he didn't want to give teams an opportunity to try and get into the game. Against Swindon, mm-hmm. He didn't want exactly. to let Carlisle start the game, have a couple of early chances, maybe have a couple of set pieces whereby they don't get on target, but they maybe get ahead on the ball or the marking isn't too good from that set piece. And, and then obviously once they then get a couple of chances under their belt, they're suddenly up, aren't they? They're confident. They're thinking, OK, we can go and attack this Swindon team now. And that's what he wants to stop any team that Swindon play doing, especially this weekend against Carlisle. He, he touched on players expressing themselves. He felt they did that more against Gunthorpe at the weekend. He wants to see that again. But the, the key word for me is concentration And because he's touched on it before whereby he said that after a loss perhaps or even a draw where we didn't deserve to draw, oh, it was a momentary lapse in concentration. He said we have to fully concentrate in this game and every game between now and the end of the season because we need all the points we can get if we're going to be in the playoffs. That, that's a relief because when, when I saw momentum I thought well hang on Carlisle
0: three points in like seven games yeah. you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like well, I don't think there's much momentum there to be had but oh, well, look, we'll see what happens on that front shall we listen to your audio let's go for it hi Ben uh,
3: just a couple of quick ones good morning um, you spoke you, that me, there.
1: you go third you've gone second today you've
3: <laughs> thrown me I was just throwing it in there <laughs> um, just really said there kind of about You've had these players that take time to gel and they need that time. Do you think that your January kind of incomings are now starting to gel and you're starting to see the best of them?
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, They've done great. They really have because, um, like I say, start of the season, we had a new group, had a lot of training time and we haven't had anywhere near as much. So they've um, had to do it in games and get up to speed very quickly, fitness-wise and in terms of how we play. And um, I think on the whole, they've done really well. They're getting up to speed now. Well, they are. I think they are up to speed physically. They're there now. Tactically, we're improving all the time, um, growing in confidence. So I expect us to improve from here on in.
3: And against a team like Carlisle, similar to Scunthorpe, do you sometimes feel that they can be more dangerous than some of the mid table teams, given the fact that they're fighting to stay in the league, as opposed to kind of mid table team that, you know, their season might be kind of done and dusted in many ways already?
1: Yeah, I think if they're. Ex- respect every single team and every opponent but I think as you do get towards the end of the season teams that are in fighting to stay in the league it's definitely fight and survival instincts and you know extra motivation comes into play and um, like I said last week we need to have that you know we want to get back into those playoff places that's our motivation that's our drive Um, we want to win as many of these 16 games as we can so we understand that Carlisle got their fight and, um, and what they're pushing to do um, but with all due respect, that's not our concern. Our concern is us. We want the points, um, and, and then after that, we wish them all the best.
3: And just finally, um, Louis Barry—he kind of came in on on a big reputation, a lot of hype around him, given the fact that he, you know, came from Barcelona, then signed for a big fee for Aston Villa. Not seen the best of him yet. What what do you need to see from him really to to get him in that starting team?
1: Well, he is in the starting team last week, and I thought he did very, very well um, for an 18-year-old, making his full debut for the club. it was very, very good, lots of positives. Um, won a penalty, should have had another. Um, got into goal-scoring opportunities, um, created for other players. Um, for an 18-year-old, it doesn't get too much better than that mm-hmm. for your full debut. Um, and he's a very mature lad for his age. I think um, the bravery to go to Barcelona... Um, the decision to come back to, to Aston Villa, the bravery to go to Ipswich on your first loan, the bravery to then come here and drop down a division from that loan, but to prove himself mm. says a great deal about his character as well as his his talent. So um, I think he's another player that is uh, growing in confidence each and every week. He's developing in training and um, really, really high hopes for him for, for the rest of the season and what he can do for this football club.
3: Brilliant, thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay,
0: so you started with players settling in. I think they've done pretty well. Anyway, there was I, I sort of declared that the you know O'Brien, um, especially Tomlinson, had started well. And Davison, you know, was busy and he's now got his goals. So I, I think they've done pretty well. And then I think they collectively had a stinker, didn't they, um, at Tramier? Um, and that resulted in a few people sort of
3: highlighting that. But I think they've done pretty well, haven't they? I think they have as well. I think this was an important question to put to Ben Ghana because so many people that I've seen and, and fans of the club, and everyone's entitled to have their own opinion. But there's been a lot of discussion about, Oh, these players aren't good enough or Ben Garner's not good enough or this team is, isn't is going to be able to challenge for promotion. You have to step back and look at the players we lost in January, look at the influx of players that we brought in and understand that players take time to gel. It's, it's like going into any job. If you're a new employee at your work, you can't go in and, and be the best employee there straight away. You need to take time to understand how it works, understand your colleagues and and get a couple of weeks under your belt. And that is what these players have now had. You heard from Ben Garner there, Say that fitness wise, he feels they're already and tactically, they're improving all the time. So it it was nice to hear him more positive about kind of things at the moment. And he said, "I expect us to improve now from here on in." So Ooh. if you're a Swindon <laughs> fan, it, it should be it should be an exciting end to the season. E I E I E I O. Well, you know, let's see how
0: that goes. Indeed, yeah, I jumped uh, the gun, didn't I? You you asked the question <laughs> on the. Uh, danger of playing relegation contending teams and it is something that Swindon in my head struggle with I don't know how accurate that is I mean I'm thinking of the Barrow game mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking whenever we play Colchester yep. <laughs> um, but um, we've we beat Scunthorpe pretty comfortably both times and Oldham we beat too so it's inevitable that these clubs are scrapping and there is always one great escape isn't there whether I don't see that from scunthorpe but i certainly can see that from oldham but oh, wow. a bit early for great escapes mm-hmm. in, in terms of that but there's always a team at this stage of the season that looks like they're in a perilous position and reality is they end up about 10th or 12th don't they mm,
3: i really hope it's not oldham can i just put that on record I, I really do hope not because of oldham as a club just because of who's in charge of them anyway we'll move on from that uh yes you're right on relegation contenders they are I feel I feel they're actually more dangerous than in many ways promotion chasing teams because in, in the matter of facts are in League Two if you get relegated you're out of the league system so you lose a massive amount of funding you then lose a massive amount of um, kind of traction for being able to bring in big players or, or big players that actually want to play in, in League football and can make an impact and you're then suddenly in this division whereby you're scrapping with teams that. desperately trying to make it into the football league system for the first time ever or or trying to bounce back in there so it's it's incredibly difficult and and that's why these teams teams can be dangerous we look at how tight it is actually at the bottom of the table a weekend result here for Carlisle three points that could well it would put them on equal points with likes of Colchester Barrow and Rochdale albeit their other goal differences are, are considerably better so you know it wouldn't bring them out of that zone but they're certainly going to be looking to at least match the points of the teams around them. And and it's going to be an exciting end to the season at both ends of the table. I think Ben Garner understands that. And, And it was nice to hear him say that, you know, you have to respect every team in the league. And definitely, he said, with these relegation teams, they're fighting, their survival instincts kick in and there's always that extra motivation from them. So for Swindon... You heard him say it though. It's important to get back into those playoff places, and it, it was nice to hear a little bit of anger. I feel not anger, maybe a little bit of edge to him. I should say because, as you said, there, Carl, I've got their fight, but with all due respect, that isn't our concern.
0: Well, you rattled him, didn't you, by going second
3: instead of third in this in this <laughs> presser? So he was already absolutely fuming. I think. I was more surprised he actually ever paid attention to to, to myself. And the order that we did go in, but it was nice. To, it was nice to have a little bit of a joke with him. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the,
0: your final question was in relation to Louis Barry. I think the one thing we can take from this is, boy,
3: Louis Barry was very brave. But the word brave, I I, I might as well just copied and pasted it um, <laughs> countless times because it, it was. I think even Mengata himself was thinking, right? What word can I use other than brave here? Um, but Not to bravery, brave. To bravery. Well, we went to brave to bravery to brave, didn't we? So <laughs> <laughs> Should have just thrown brave heart in there somewhere as well, just just for, just for it. Um, it was it was a very well constructed answer from Ben Garner and of course, we all were a bit concerned, I think, about Louis Barry before this Gunthorpe game because we, he came with such high hopes and hadn't really fulfilled them, or we hadn't seen the best of him, or even the time that Swindon fans wanted him to be given. He made his full debut last week, won that penalty. Ben Garner felt he should have had another. And of course, he was very positive throughout. So he's a player that I feel is going to be a massive player for Swindon for the rest of the season. And so does Ben Garner, as you heard him now. OK, then. So there, there was one more
0: question in relation to Ben press, and It was on his time at Swindon, which has been sort of not up and down. It's been largely up and then a huge plummet. And now it's on a slow increase again. <laughs> ah, football.
3: Uh, (laughs) and football fans and our expectations what was said here you are right it has been kind of this huge kind of up and down up and down in many ways i feel that swindon fans would have been more on bengar side if we had just stayed mid-table and never got close to the playoffs because then you would have achieved the aim of staying up we've had that taste of "Mm, league one's just around the corner we can possibly get into this and then the pressure comes doesn't it but Ben Garner, he said, it, they're constantly reflecting it. It's been a very intense season. Um, I think that was a good choice of words because, of course, it has. You look from the week and a half before the season to where we are now, it's been, it's been crazy, even the January transfer window. And he said that if if you had told me at the start of the season we'd be in this position, chasing the playoffs, not actually out of reach of the automatics yet, um, with 16 games left, he said we'd have absolutely taken it. Swindon uh, have given themselves a fantastic shot. Of not only the playoffs, but also automatic promotion. I, I tend to disagree, perhaps more on automatic promotion now. Um, but Swindon I have nothing to lose. He said, "Play with bravery, play with courage in every game. We attack to win, and and hopefully we can make this a season to remember." It was. He then went on to kind of answer a little bit of an extended kind of add on to that question: was that he would said he said that he would have to agree that finishing the playoffs or getting promotion would be an overachievement. Uh, I don't think that's an insult to anyone saying that you know we're not good enough to get there. I think he's just being honest, and I would, I would tend to agree, Rich. Oh, yeah, it's
0: been quite a quite a year for the emotions supporting this football club, and I'm sure covering it
3: too and having a soft spot. Well, for, here's, a for the here's a question for you: Would mm. Swindon being promoted this season be the greatest season in the club's history? They'll certainly promote it as that would you? you what would you think because as a diehard Swindon fan I mean I've I've fallen for quite a few years now I you know i but I, I've not obviously been as invested as yourself it, it would have to be up there wouldn't it yeah well, it would be up there but
0: it isn't the season for me the emotional side of it I think a lot of people will probably say yes once the takeover was completed the players came in and I was a lot more relaxed maybe more relaxed than some fans I wouldn't say the majority but I was certainly far more yeah I was far more optimistic about the season would go if we went up I I won't proclaim that I thought we'd go up but I knew we would be able to compete with the players the caliber players they were bringing in but the emotional side of it cannot be ignored but no I I guess my age bracket has other promotions that uh and seasons that beat it but as as an adult following Swindon You know, we could have easily even if we survived, even if the takeover went ahead, we could have easily become a a fifteenth in the table and be grateful for team for a couple of years. And it doesn't look like we're gonna go down that road. Hopefully not anyway. So yeah, if we if we if we go up, we'll look back fondly. I would hope it would be a bookend to what was an awful start and then we can just move on and be a real football club again and not just always sort of reference what happened last summer so um yeah it'll be up there it's not it's not mine but it will certainly be a lot of people's there we go that's your analysis There we go. what are you thinking in terms of the 11 are you go you're going willow over agua um yeah Yeah.
3: it was well you'll have to give me a little bit of insight i've seen some highlights but from the game at the weekend it was very much a four three three am i right in saying but
0: there was a it was a back four yeah absolutely um Four three three or or four five one? Because Barry and McCurdy were on the wings, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay, well I'm gonna just go with four three three. Um because <laughs> that was the first one you said. <laughs> so let's stick with that. I think given the uh, absence of Dion Cromer, I feel that's why Ben has perhaps switched to this four at the back. Maybe he doesn't trust Akinodomeo as a central defender in that back in that back line bring the ball out. I can understand why her time but he's not the strongest with the ball at his feet, but that's for another discussion. I feel it'll be the same back five, won't it? Hunt, O'Brien, Cooper, Tomlinson and and Wallacott in goal. Ben Gladwin is, of course, out through injury. Louis Reed's back in the starting team. It's great to have him back alongside LSI Anderleau. After his performance, he has... I know I'm saying it right today, Rich. After his performance, he has to keep his place. And I feel it'll probably be Johnny Williams just for his experience. Sorry, Connor, to to let you down there. Uh, Up front mccurdy davison barry you can't go any other way can you so out comes gladwin in comes williams and that's my lineup for saturday
0: now i've gone for a 2-1
3: win unnecessarily nervy i'm gonna go 2-0 win richard carlisle um we should be better than carlisle we are better than carlisle i won't touch on the reasons why and say what i think of carlisle because then i'll jinx it so 2-0 swindon clean sheet three points thank you come back to wiltshire
0: Oh, yes, please. Okay, well, that will do, Ryan. Thank you very much. And let's hope Swindon both get a game and get a win. Thank you
3: very much, Rich. See you all soon. The low
0: Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a
3: guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-0. I don't think there'll be too many nerves. I think it 4 par. Actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say all my thoughts of Scunthorpe are because knowing me, I'll jinx it and, and we'll get some hate. So I'm just going to say a 2-0 win. Swindon should win this one comfortably. Well, it's just as well because we, we're we not playing Scunthorpe. So you can oh, say whatever oh, the hell you oh. want about
0: Scunthorpe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy,